0: the average joe, you know, you and me, uh, it's very 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 lucrative to get into the market right now as far as just buying. Hmm. Uh, I'm seeing a whole whole new wave of clients that are wanting to drop 10, 15, 20,000 into the market hmm. and I'm having to have the same conversation with them. Sure, what are you telling them? From the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City real estate show, covering local market data, news and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your american rights top realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com.
1: welcome to episode eighty three of the oklahoma city real estate show on today's show it's all about doing what a lot of people don't want to do myself included and that's save money for retirement Putting funds away for later in life is something we all need to do as we become adults, okay? I'm turning 35 this year, and I had to remind myself again to stop playing with the money. I know I've made quite a bit of money in my life, and I just constantly have blown a lot of stupid money as well. So having things in place to be able to save for your retirement, and not even just your retirement, but to just win the money game and to be able to live life on your own, on your own schedule uh, through passive income is the goal. Whether it's in real estate or stocks or whatever the the vehicle you use, the goal is to win the money game. So today I'm here with Josh Boyd, financial advisor here in Oklahoma City, who is skilled at finding these uh, investment vehicles for everybody. This is a show that you'll want to watch for finding out where you can save money in Oklahoma City. Josh, welcome to the show today. All right. Thanks for having me. Cool. So talk to me a little bit about, so obviously the market's been changing, things are going up, but I think it's just been a reminder to a lot of us to, to save, that we need to have accounts in place and preparation in place. Um, so is this just for millionaires
0: or is this something that everybody can, can do? Absolutely not. Well, first off, let me say it's Josh Holder. Josh Holder. <laughs> I had to make sure we're not uh, having people, <laughs> yeah, having people see the wrong person. Don't Google right? the wrong people. Yeah, right? uh, but no. I mean, when a lot of people think investing in the stock market, of course, that's typically the first thing they think of. They think Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, they think the guy that's got seven figures and he can throw it down and turn seven figures into a whole lot more than that. But what a lot of people are learning now is that throwing money on a rem- mattress, pardon me... Uh, typically doesn't solve the problem because you deal with issues like inflation, long-term interest, which is the worst thing in the human you know history. And then you have taxes, which my personal opinion is above that in terms of terrible things to ever happen to somebody. Hmm. So what I do is certified financial advisor, I do I mean I have my series six and 63 to help with the financial advisement portion of it. And then of course I deal with stocks. And then on top of that, I also went out and got my life insurance, annuity, and DI to a lesser extent, the idea being to create a holistic plan for people uh, to cover all walks of life at all steps of life. But to answer the original question, come back around full circle, no, this isn't for millionaires. Being able to handle your money should apply as soon as you step out into the workforce and go all the way to retirement and then even a little bit further than that if you have the plan held out correctly.
1: Hmm. Okay. So just so for the first step here is probably for those a checking account and then a savings account right ideally yeah okay so if you're if you're stuffing money into your mattress which some of our listeners are let's face it there's there's folks out there that don't believe in banking we run into them all the time when we're doing these deals we're finding distressed homes they're individuals that have money in a shoebox somewhere so i think the first step like you said
0: was was checking and then savings and then what what are
1: we doing next
0: well, you've got to fight things like inflation because you got to remember having that money stuffed under your mattress uh, in a bucket somewhere in your safe you got from Home Depot tucked in your office, it doesn't fight against that inflation. So the dollar you're saving today is not going to be the dollar it is next year and the year after that and the year after that. So learning how to use your money correctly or have someone who knows how to do that on your behalf is not essential to your survival, but it will help a whole lot, especially in situations like now where the market is down. So step one, yes, get a checking and a savings account. Make sure your money just isn't you know liquid floating around out there. Uh, and then of course you know making sure you have an income. Mm. <laughs> uh, I get a lot of clients that are having issues with that, especially now because not mm. a lot of people are hiring or you're out of work. Um, that's part of what people like me do. Mm. Uh, we build a budget, we build a plan to help even in situations like this where you don't have an income, you are still safe against the elements. So in an ideal situation, you're, you're approaching your finances in three steps. You protect yourself and your assets, which is another reason why I went ahead and got into the insurance game along with it, because most people's greatest asset is your ability to work. Hmm. And people don't consider that an asset. They think their home is an asset, they think their vehicle is an asset, and they are. Um, stocks, bonds, all these things, but your ability to go out there and earn an income is always going to be your first and foremost at the very least until that day of retirement. So being able to protect yourself, your life, your ability to earn that income is going to, it's it's gonna build the bedrock of all your future investments. Um, And that's what a lot of these millionaires will look into when they go out in there. Because if I go out and I make $130,000 a year, as a, a software engineer. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll use a uh, prime example. I've got a, a very good friend who's a software engineer for the NSA. Uh, makes about $150,000 a year. He's technically an engineer. Uh, can't give his name. I don't know if I'm allowed to give his name. Won't, won't, uh, won't jump on that grenade. <laughs> we'll close the window. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but his job is completely reliant on being able to look at a computer screen. Hmm. If for some reason he can't look at that computer screen, he no longer has a job. They can't transfer. Him. Um, my chronic migraines. Um, gets into a car accident. Loses his sight. Whatever. He loses that income, and then that massive, you know, inflow of, of resources is all of a sudden cut off. Hmm. So, you know, he's got a house he could sell. He's got a car he can sell. That'll get him by for a couple of years. But after then that what? it's over. Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. being able to protect yourself and protect your livelihood is step one. Typically, where I go into. Step two is going to be taking those assets and growing and development. That's where you get into the investment side of things. Um, that's where you get into your home buying type situations because your home is typically gonna be one of the largest investments you're ever gonna make in your life. Mm-hmm. So handling it correctly, um, knowing how you're getting your loans, where you're getting your loans and how you're gonna pay that house is, is gonna be crucial to growing that be- bedrock you've already built. So. Mm. so we've got the bedrock built. We've got the understanding
1: that the greatest asset that we have is our ability to work or or make more income, right? You can't save money if you're not making money. So we've got a good job, or and and by the way, you know this is one thing that I I thought, okay, well once I make enough money, I'll start saving, and and we kind of put it off. We put it off, but you can start saving now on just a little bit of income that you make. If you're making small income now, a lot of income now, you start saving and you start putting into separate accounts for retirement, and that the, the, um, the amazing power of that then changes your whole mindset.
0: You can. I mean, diversification is always step one when you're looking at investments and stuff like that. And, you know, like you pointed out, that doesn't have to be for millionaires. doesn't have to be for the guy that makes 150000 working for the NSA. That was just an example that a lot of people like to jump on. You know uh, if this guy loses his income he's messed up but if you're making minimum wage if you are fresh out of college and you're trying to pay back those student loans um, diversification of your of your investments is still crucial Um, because a lot of people will have those savings accounts and they'll be putting it away for a rainy day what happens when that rainy day comes and your savings are completely tapped out what's the next step just refill it that Mm -hmm. that could take years Mm -hmm. and what happens if you have two rainy days in a row Mm. um You know, it's being able to put your money in different buckets guarantees that protection a lot better. There's no such thing as a 100% guarantee against all the woes of the world, Mm -hmm. but to make it relevant, a lot of the people that are out of work now because of Corona, um, either because they got sick or you know cutbacks, layoffs, and stuff like that, they're all dipping into their savings to get by, and you know God love them, (laughs) but they will be the first ones to say i wish i'd done something different after the fact Mm -hmm. so making those preparations putting money in different buckets sure you have savings here um, in a situation where you can't work you're sick um, cancer what have you uh, that di insurance will ensure you have that income you know continuously while you're going through that Mm. Um, being able to have you know outsource your investments in the stock market or bonds or something like that that's going to have income of course it's a little more aggressive but traditionally after like i said you built that bedrock and you have that income coming in externally and you have multiple sources of income you're a lot safer for situations like this which is why you'll you'll see a lot of people online say you know the richer are getting richer at you know during the pandemic mm-hmm. um that's just because they know how to diversify themselves yeah, let me get this you're kind of off camera there buddy
1: well, there we go. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. For those watching on the YouTube channel, we got new cameras. <laughs> We're still learning how to use them here at our small little TV studio. And little. Uh, okay, so we've talked about. Uh, saving money, we've talked about diversifying our money that we have saved. Now, you make that sound like a simple process, right? We, I think it's a little bit more involved than that in that what do we got to do with the money that we're saving here? What's the first things that we do to make the most amount of money, the quickest we can make? And then what are the things that we do to try to maybe mitigate the long-term losses? Like, you know, I, I think of people download the Robinhood app, you know. That's a pretty popular app for stock trading with only five dollars you know you can stock trade with uh just a ten dollars at a time with the robin hood act our app so i think folks are getting in that mindset of hey let me play around with the stock market with even a little bit amount of money but so should we be putting money into separate accounts and then once we've a certain threshold then doing an investment with that or how do we go about this
0: it's 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 not easy Otherwise, people like me wouldn't be employed. <laughs> um, a lot of people will get into the mindset of, as soon as I get some, you know, some extra income, you know, above and beyond what my utilities and mortgages and stuff like that go into, um, I'll start throwing in the stock market. I'll start experimenting and stuff like that. Uh, and that's a great mindset, you know. Wanting to get into it and actually grow your wealth is a beautiful thing when it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. But jumping right into the stock market to, with the intent of making a large sum of money is ill-advised from a professional standpoint because what a lot of people will do is they will put 10, 15 grand in the stock market, which is, if you're looking for a high rate of return, you gotta have a you know a high end to it. Hmm. So what happens in a situation, again, like what's happening now, when the stock market crashes? You don't have any of that return, and then all of a sudden, all that extra discretionary income that you were making is tapped, and then you have that rainy day situation. So answer your question, what's the best way to protect it? Like I said, building up bedrock, protecting yourself first, Um, I typically go into the realm of DI insurance and life insurance, specifically to protect yourself and your assets for those rainy day situations, and they're going to happen, it's inevitable. So the DI side of it, um, disability insurance, covers your ability to earn an income, and then that life insurance whether it's term or whole life is going to protect your assets in the event of your your absence hmm. so you have that guy who is well off he's worked you know 25 years he's got some seniority he's got a pretty decent income he's got a nice $300,000 house he's got a family of five all that good jazz and on the one hand gets into an accident cancer you know something catastrophic not always catastrophic but I mean traditionally you know life-altering situations like that are catastrophic his income to protect that family is going to be safe with that disability insurance so paying the mortgage paying utilities things like that to make sure he doesn't have to sell off that three hundred thousand dollar house sell off his cars and stuff like that just so they can make ends meet because he can't work that's the bedrock life insurance in the term or whole life situation is what covers if that gentleman leaves it or lady recognize all genders here um, protects the family in the absence because he's still not earning that income but then he's also not around to facilitate any kind of income from that point onwards so whatever the assets are going to be are going to be paid for so that the family isn't stuck with what's left over and ideally some more you know maybe help for the kids college something something along those lines So having that protection, ensuring that in those rainy day situations, you can invest in the stock market, and even if it crashes, you're safe. Because the worst thing that's happening, and I've got a handful of clients that are running into this issue, is they had money in the stock market, but they weren't protected. So the stock market crashes, someone in the family's got corona, or they simply can't work, or something along those lines. So now they have no income, and then they had no income from their stock investments now they're in a hard place and so now you got a lot of people that are either out of work and on you know social systems Uh, they're applying for uh, for unemployment things like Mm. that you have people applying for Social Security early which causes huge hits in you know the amount you're supposed to be receiving. Um, People dipping into their life savings that was supposed to be you know spent for retirement or spent on you know their kids or their grandkids college funds. When situations like that come about something has failed. So that's typically the steps in an ideal situation you want to approach you know building your wealth um, it's a slow process there are ways to expedite it in certain areas but you know there's like I said that's that's ideal nothing ever happens ideal but once again that's why people like me exist we make these plans we change as things goes on you know someone has a baby someone changes their job this that, and the other thing and the plan has to be flexible but bedrock build investments and that is the ideal way i would approach it
1: hmm once you get this iron curtain set up here or this protection net okay so we're talking about just to recoup we've got a checking account we got a savings account and then we go in for a disability insurance policy that's if someone was to get hurt or injured uh, at work and unable to be bringing in an income that would then take care of the family. Is that what you're you, you talking
0: about? Traditional DI ran through work works just that mm-hmm. way. Um, if you're hard at work, something along those lines, it's going to cover usually between 50 and 60% of the income, sometimes closer to 50 You know, after taxes. Um, what a lot of people are finding is that bringing in half of your income doesn't pay all the bills and all that good jazz. That's the reason why private insurance exists, because it fills in that gap. The idea being to make yourself whole, in the meantime while you're not able to work so if you make a hundred thousand a year you're expecting a hundred thousand a year uh you can actually make a hundred thousand a year to fill that gap while you're not working um i'm sure you know everyone who sees this everyone you know they, they've all either heard the story or they've had to you know deal with it themselves mm-hmm. you know they've been out of work you know they've gotten injured something that, like that and the paycheck just isn't enough mm-hmm. so that's the reason why the private uh sector of it exists um but more importantly, the private sector also covers incidences that don't happen at work, like cancer. Most people don't know that uh, DI insurance covers cancer. Um, anything, the, the, the general definition is anything that prevents you from doing your job from a private sector side of it. Um, I brought up migraines from looking at a computer screen. That is actually, <clears throat> that is actually a valid uh, reason to apply for DI. So mm. if your job is heavily reliant on you staring at a computer screen, but all of a sudden you're developing just frequent migraines and you can't do your job, you can't apply for DI until the issue resolves or you relocate.
1: Okay, um, well we don't have a whole lot of time today so I want to I I tackle some quick questions so sure. I'm gonna shoot you a question and we'll get a quick answer and see if we can get through these because I know you've got to go. Um, so first and foremost hyperinflation A lot of people are talking about that right now uh, with the government spending a lot of money pumping that into uh, the the
0: stimulus checks,
1: what is that going to do, if any, to our retirement accounts?
0: Depending on which retirement account you're looking at, like Social Security, that's the big one. I would challenge anyone who says it's going to disappear because, like I said, professionally speaking, it's not. Social Security is going to be around to one degree or another. Um, is it going to change? It's going to have to. Um, I'm guessing. I'm like gonna say no one put my feet to the fire on this, but I'm guessing when the time comes, probably between 2030 and 2035, just in, depending on how it goes, there's gonna be a massive tax hike to accommodate that Social Security loss. Hmm. Um, no administration is gonna want to do it beforehand because no president wants to be the guy that says we need to kick up taxes to accommodate our mess sure. ups from previous life. Retirement plans, as far as 401ks and IRAs, mm-hmm. they are almost identical. Most people don't know that general retirement plans is a 401k and an IRA uh, where the Roth um, uh, oh goodness there's self-directed, self-directed IRA directed, thank yep. you I was like the words are escaping me Yep. Um, they all work on the same idea as social security mm-hmm. uh, typically you're going to draw on at age 60 59 and a half to be technical but you know, pretty mm-hmm. close and none of it's really going to change depending on the fact that it's based on the market mm. that's the reason why private savings accounts are on a rise right now because they're a lot more protected than retirement plans. When you
1: mean it's based on the market. So let's let's talk talk about that for a second. So you're saying our 401k's, all of the money, that's that's essentially not cash in a savings account is what you're saying. So that someone that has cash in a savings account, inflation starts happening, that's a problem. Yes. But if you've got it in an investment vehicle like a stock in a company or something that's based on the market,
0: that's what you're talking about. It won't be affected as much. A 401k and an IRA are based on the market. Uh, downturns, it's like the ones happening right now, just to keep using an example, mm-hmm. um, a relevant example, mind you. Uh, people's 401ks are not as worth as much now as they were you know, four months ago. Uh, that is, like I said, another reason why I get into the insurance side of it, but that's a conversation for later. But investment vehicles like IRA and 401ks, they are uh, market dependent because a lot of those, uh, they're, they're invested. Uh, by those companies. That's how you get those dividends. That's why, typically, as far as my practice and what I do, I will usually go through mutual firms. Hmm. Uh, mutual firms are owned by policyholders and uh, stock owners. Private stock owners, not public stock owners. And that causes greater dividends to come in. Um, I mean, you're, you're publicly traded. It's They're going to pay their stock owners before they pay dividends to the people that actually matter, the people that actually own the, the policies and the funds. Um, and, you know, that doesn't cause you know much in the way of uh, trust when you want to look at a company and put your money into it. When the stock market's fluctuating, you're looking for those dividends to either help pay the bills or help fund your retirement. And not to downplay any company, but I just prefer mutual firms just because that's how they do business. They typically work smaller. They're typically harder to get into. But once you're in. guess it's based
1: off the true profit of the company.
0: And, of yeah. course, the people who own it are the ones right. who see those dividends first, not, uh, you know. The investors, you know, often. Mm. Wear so the from.
1: decision making is based on the longevity of the income coming in yes. versus the short term. Quarter number four was better than quarter number three, and right. blah blah blah. I mean, we've seen that play out where it's just like falsified information just to get our stock prices up. Um, even like the the stock buyback program, where they buy back stocks to
0: artificially make their mm-hmm. their stock price go up. Well, okay. That's the reason why they're not allowed to buy back their stocks now. They've they've right. heavily 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 regulated that there you go and anybody that has been they're not getting the stimulus funds trump has made that clear but that is the reason why the average joe you know you me uh it's very 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 lucrative to get into the market right now as far as just buying hmm. uh, i'm seeing a whole whole new wave of clients that are wanting to drop 10 15 twenty thousand to the market hmm. and i'm having to have the same conversation with them sure what are you telling them protect yourself first <laughs> okay it's like i've got what, no problem how do we do that It's like, I've got no problem, you know, uh, putting your money into the market and taking advantage of what's being laid out right here, but I don't want to have that conversation with you next year where something catastrophic happened, and you've got to either pull it all out of the market, and that's a cardinal sin of, of, you know, working in the stock market never, you know... uh, never uh, sell it for less than you bought it for cardinal mm. sin everyone knows it mm-hmm. but a lot of people are having to do that because they're running into those rough situations and mm. they're just having to pull their money out of the market just to fill in the survive yeah. yeah so that's where we
1: go back to the beginning of the discussion uh for those that are just tuning in if, if you if you've not got yourself set up to where you are going to hit a small emergency in the road or a short Period of time, and then you're going to have to withdraw your investment and pull it out, yank it out at a at a precise time or just instant time. You can't calculate it.
0: You need to prepare yourself first before you then start investing. Right. That is. I've I yet to meet a financial advisor who wouldn't put that out there. That's a kind of universal truth. And what does that
1: look like in 2020? How much savings do we have for an average person before we start messing around with that? You talked about insurance. We need to have our insurances in place what is our savings account looking like? What's the percentage there that we need to have before we start investing?
0: The safe bet is to set aside one-sixth of your income annually, uh, just to put into that savings bucket. It doesn't, not like your rainy day fund, you know, like if the toilet stops working, you know, that's a completely different savings account. But just having a little bit of money set aside, Hmm. that's not crucial if you have all of your safety nets in place, but there is always a reason to have some extra cash on hand to where you don't have to pull that money back out of the market. Sure, want to which yourself- is
1: what we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, folks are having to pull money to
1: try to pay themselves for lack of business in a 30-day
0: or 60-day window. Even massive businesses are doing that. I mean, it's not just a local event. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the reason why you hear about all these you know small businesses having to take out massive loans or shut their doors entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, Even big chains, like I'm pretty sure, like Dick's Sporting Goods had to close something down. Oh man! Along those lines, yeah. But you know, people are getting out of jobs because of it. That leads to more unemployment, and it's just it's a cascading effect. So that's the reason why anyone who wants to invest, and I highly recommend people do, because that is the quickest way to get. To get those high-end dividends is invest in the aggressive market but protect yourself first you have to otherwise one bump in the road one misstep and something catastrophic will happen mm-hmm. that's what the millionaires do mm-hmm. they you know they don't make mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars by taking these high-end risks without having a safety net behind them the ones that do typically aren't rich very long there you go
1: so. There you go. It's it's not it's not a casino. It's not a quick win. I think there's some small fraction of people that may get that quick win, and they advertise themselves, and then everybody thinks that that's the way the game's played. Okay. So moving onward. Um, if you're in real estate, if people are in real estate right now, let's say they bought their primary dwelling and they're going, hey, I need some extra cash. Should I get a home equity line of credit right now and live off the home equity line of credit? Um, or what should I do? Should I should I wait on this stimulus check to somehow come in? I mean, what is that? Um, you know, what are the moves that people are making that, uh, you know, they haven't gotten the insurance, they haven't made the right moves, they have a 401k that they've saved up from, let's say, working at Dillard's or Macy's or something like that. Uh, should they be tapping into that right now? And if they are, I mean, are there penalties to that? What's going on with that if we try to tap into the 401k from working at Sonic for the last 15
0: years? Well, I mean, tapping into a 401k or an IRA or anything like that is going to hold the same penalty, uh, 10% and like i said earlier taxes are evil Uh, try to avoid them at all costs Uh, but that being said if you have to do it to survive do so but there are other avenues um, to help save yourself Uh, specifically for situations like the housing market Um, one of the vehicles i've been using with a lot of my clients i'm not recommending this across the board because it's a very niche type situation uh, for a not a specific age group but typically younger people because most of my clients are younger people just got out of college their their eyeballs in student debt uh things like that maybe they just started a family mm-hmm. um i've uh, i've advised a whole life insurance policy and when you, when i first approach that I, I mean i have to almost pause for a minute because i've got to get that reaction it's like wait hmm. i don't want this i don't want to die just to have all this money come out well whole life insurance policies have something called cash value and cash value is essentially borrowing money against your own life. It sounds horrible until, you know, some of the details come out. Any kind of life insurance policy is going to be based on two things, your health and your age. And the, the general quote is, you're never more insurable than you are right now. So hmm. um, it just gets more and more expensive as the time goes on. That's why it's kind of a niche type situation. But the people that are having the most issues in the housing market right now are people between the ages of 25 and 40. Mm, good uh, point. The 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 big group of people that are you know running the country right now. So what I recommend is that whole life insurance policy. Whether you really care about life insurance in general, what you do care about is that that uh, that cash value. So the higher the amount you have on that whole life insurance policy, mm-hmm. a fraction of it you can pull out in cash, uh, tax free. Hmm. D- depending on how long you've had the policy, obviously things like that, but. Say you've been paying into a whole life insurance policy for a year, the premiums you've paid into it, you can pull out completely tax-free, interest-free, it's your money. Uh, use it for whatever you want. Um, and you're not obliged to pay it back because it's your whole life insurance policy. I have yet to see a single loan come out that has uh, that's tax-free and interest-free. Mm. So the question becomes at that point, well, it's like, well, what happened if you just got it and you haven't been paying into it for very long? Mm-hmm. Well, you can also take out a loan on that uh, whole life insurance policy, still tax-free, but you are going to have to pay interest on it. That being said, no insurance company will allow you to pull out more on that life insurance policy than the interest will accommodate for. So traditionally, you're not going to pull out, you know, half of a million-dollar insurance policy and have 500k just to run around and play around with. But the reason why you're you're not pardon me lose my voice there you go is that better yeah it's just
1: a button there's a little power button on the on the microphone gotcha gotcha now Uh,
0: but the reason why you're not required to pay back that whole life insurance policy is Mm -hmm. because it's based on your life Mm. so if for some reason you exit the earth. And you have borrowed half of that whole life insurance policy. The interest, you know, makes up the little difference and stuff like that. The worst that'll happen is there's no payout at the end. Hmm. That's the worst that'll happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a lot of people because you've
1: already it's already been paid out.
0: Mm-hmm. It's already been paid out. That's exactly what it is, and that's the reason why that's the vehicle I've been advising, especially a lot of younger people. Yeah, uh, They're running into running into tough times, and there's no the 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 beauty of it as far as you know what you can use it for is that there's no limit. You mm-hmm. can take this cash value out, use it to start a business, use it to fund your children's college. Um, that being said, it's also the vehicle I've been uh, telling parents to utilize on uh, newborn children, because I've got a lot of people that you know have you know a year old, you know an infant child. And I was like, look, you take out that whole life insurance policy; it's going to be very cheap because it's based on your age and it's based on your health. So it's going to be very cheap. Uh, that price is never going to change as as for as long as this child is alive, and when they turn 18. You can give it over to them and you can say, hey, look, you can take out this cash value and kickstart your life, buy a house, buy a car, whatever it is you got to do, pay for your college, and it's going to cost you, what, 30 bucks a month, Um, Hmm. you know, situation like that. So same principle, uh, same vehicle, just applied to different age groups. So, I mean, it keeps you from having to take out these hardcore interest loans, and typically the more hardcore they are, the higher the interest is taxes, like I said, the bane of everyone's existence if you can avoid So them.
1: whatever you've paid in, you can take
0: out, but no more than that, right? No. Is that what I'm... No, whatever you've paid in, you can take out interest and tax-free. Interest and tax-free. When you take out a loan against mm-hmm. what you haven't paid into it, you're paying interest but not taxes. Um, whole life insurance policies are a tax-free vehicle anyway. That's one reason why I love them. One reason why I added that to my, my list of weapons, you might say. But... It's also protected against wage garnishment. It's also protected against uh, oh god, it's protected against the IRS. That's that's probably the biggest reason I got into it. Hmm. You know, if for some reason you owe the IRS ten thousand dollars, they can't go and pull ten thousand dollars out of your whole life insurance policy. What about a lawsuit? You you know, get on a fight with somebody so they, they sue you. They can't go after your life insurance policy? No. The only time the IRS or anybody the only time your life insurance can be touched is if it's already been paid out and if that person is being garnished or something like that once the cash is in someone's hands then it can be touched but whole life insurance is 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 a safer vehicle than most which is why I, I utilize it so much term life i love dame dave ramsey he's a brilliant man but he pushes term life insurance a lot harder than it should it doesn't have any of those any of those um investment capabilities so that's the reason why i i, I use that as a vehicle for a lot of my clients and a lot of them have seen a very good success out of it um, I don't recommend it for situations like like what's going on with the coronavirus unless it is mm-hmm. absolutely necessary. Um, you don't want to use investment vehicles like that in emergency situations. You want to use them calculated. Hmm. But if you need to, mm-hmm. it is there.
1: Excellent. Well, listen, you've got to go. I know you've got an appointment coming up. Um, you know... For those that have never been to Oklahoma City or are thinking about investing in Oklahoma City, uh, t- give me your, your advice on what Oklahoma City's like to someone who's never been here. What is it like and what is the future for Oklahoma City?
0: I've, I've lived in a lot of places. I've lived in Cali, um, Florida, a handful of other places. Uh, there's a reason why I landed here after everything was said and done. Um, I was active mm-hmm. duty military. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful housing market. Uh, the economy is great. I mean, even in the midst of everything that's going on, I mean, even the people are are, are just very warm. Uh, it's 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 a great place to land, you know. No matter what you're trying to do with your life, start a business, buy a home, kickstart a family, anything else like that. Uh, like I said, that is the reason why I landed in Oklahoma. Most likely not going to leave. So I mean, anyone who's looking into it, I'd highly recommend it. Oklahoma City for the win. I think wa- was it Wallet Hub
1: rated Oklahoma City as the number two place in the nation to start a small
0: business. Um, Okay, thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate your interview. Thank you for having me. Hi, my name is Joshua Holder. I'm an independent financial advisor in Oklahoma City. It's a beautiful area. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. If you want to contact me, you can reach me at joshua.holder at nm.com. I'll take care of your financial needs. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.